one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Colt Boom Boom Cabana. It's Kyle O'Reilly. Matt Riddle, the King of Rose. Hey, I'm Double J, Jeff Jarrett. I'm Rocky Asuka Romero. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk, home of Lou Gowen. Support Wrestle Talk, whatever Wrestle Talk is, and whoever Lou Gowen is, quote the Ravens, nevermore. Support Wrestle Talk. Do it. But you really should support WrestleTalk and you should follow them and subscribe right now. Ali told me to say this, so I guess it's okay. Support Ali. Support Luke. Support WrestleTalk. Make sure you watch and listen to WrestleTalk. Or better yet, take just a moment, stop what you're doing, and bask in their glory. Do us all a favor and subscribe. Congratulations, you got here. Now subscribe and support. Thanks. Hello and welcome to the Wrestle Ramble podcast. I am Ollie Davis for the last ever SmackDown review. Oh, I've got a tear in my eye already. And I'm joined by Luke Owen. Hello, Swaff Nation, and a hello to you, Oliver Davis. How the devil are you? But I do feel that we should clarify that's the last ever SmackDown live review. No, it's the last. We're packing up shop. That's it. <laughs> We're done now, yeah. It's been good while it lasted, gang. Yes, we were only here because of SmackDown Live on the USA Network. No, no, no. So SmackDown Live, it's the last ever show of that because it's just being rebranded to Friday Night SmackDown uh, a week Friday on Fox. Excuse me. You say the full name. WWE Friday, Friday Night, Night Smackdown. Smackdown. Sorry, I do apologise. Um, and could have been talking about any Friday Night Smackdown. Well, absolutely. Friday Night Dinner, you could have got confused with that. Mm. Um, so, just to clarify, you and I are going to be doing the first couple of reviews? We are going to be doing the first one. Yes. Um, which, well, well, you know, it's, fingers it's crossed. crossed. We'll, we'll be live. <laughs> which, yeah, fingers crossed we'll be live in Nottingham. Tickets for that are available through the podcast description. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll be doing that at the excellent WrestleGate show with the Emerald Grand Prix final. <sighs> I cannot wait. If you haven't seen it, folks, and you're only an audio person, go to the WrestleTalk YouTube channel. Watch this week's episode of the WrestleTalk Showcase, which was... The last one we're going to do for a bit, it was our season finale, to steal mm. a WWE term, where it had Rampage Brown versus Shuji Ishikawa in the Emerald Grand Prix. Just so good. Yeah. Rampage is so, 
so good. He's amazing. And he that means he'll go to the final to face Lucas Steele to be crowned the first ever WrestleGate Pro Heavyweight Champion. Indeed. It's also a show that is going to feature our boy, Callum Newman, WrestleTalk Scholarship winner, right? oh, yeah. Callum Newman, taking on your new fave, Scotty Davis. Scotty Davis, no relation. Mm. Although I wish there was, <laughs> because... Then I might have some of his genes. He's got an incredible mustache. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So, the plan is, me and Luke will be there live. We're going to do a live Wrestle Ramble, and then we'll somehow edit that into a podcast, I guess. On the day, yeah. On the day. There won't be podcast intros and outros. Most likely not. Because no. we won't we won't have our proper recording stuff up there. Yeah. And we're, we're effectively doing a show between two other wrestling shows. Yes. So we've only got an hour oh, yeah. to talk about all of SmackDown. Yeah. Which is hard enough as it is. But even if it's not a live show, we think it is still going to be recorded, which means there will be a, a podcast up. We think. We're, we're working things we're out. We're hoping. Yeah, we're yeah. working I mean, things out. You know, it's, it's not like it's a big SmackDown show or anything, is no. it? No. It's the season premiere. Yeah. Uh, but then from then on... Because we are going to be doing AEW, really, in place of SmackDown on Thursdays. You're going to have two shows on Thursdays. You're going to have me and Luke doing AEW. Then you're going to have Chopper and Laurie doing NXT. Indeed. Ah, your your tag team with Laurie's breaking up. I know. Well, I was gonna say I was gonna save this all for tomorrow, but it's gonna be my last ever NXT review tomorrow. Ah, I know, man. What a year long journey it was. What a period of change this has been. Yeah, because that was a Patreon goal. Indeed, it was. Yeah. So yeah, uh, Pete and Laurie will be doing NXT. You and I will be doing uh, AEW Dynamite, and then on the Saturdays. Also, can I just ask? Yeah. If you could choose. Which one would you like to review more? AEW. Yeah. Yeah. Good. <laughs> Sorry, carry on. Well, Tony Khan pays the big bucks. So uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, it's, the, it's where all of our revenue comes from. <laughs> YouTube ads aren't what you think they are. No. Um, I wish Manscaped would pay us more for the ads. <laughs> Grammarly. Come Gram- on. Come on, guys. Where's the CPM Grammarly? <laughs> um, and yeah, then on Saturdays, it's going to be the team of... Chopper Pete. And Dave. Who's Dave? Who is Dave? He's, uh, he's, he's a guy who came in and screen tested. And he already has... Uh, he's, he's a YouTuber himself. But he knows Pete already. And they, they worked very well in the Wrestle Ramble format. Uh, we, we, th- thank you to everyone else who came in and screen tested Indeed, too. Yeah. They were excellent. But I think it's usually because... You know, people who have known each other longer, they just it it just works a bit better. Yeah. So that's why we we went with Pete and Dave in the end as a as a tag team. So yeah, it's gonna be Chopper. Everyone knows Chopper. Oh yeah. And Dave. And Dave. So I don't know the best way to usually well, everyone else has been introduced to the channel, apart from you. It's been a storyline. Mm-hmm. I feel like we do need to because that YouTube audience it's not like you call pod swafters. No. The YouTube audience can be very... Vocal. Mm. I feel like we need to do something. Yeah, need to find a way to give him a gimmick. Because Chopper's got so many gimmicks. <laughs> but the problem is Chopper's taken all the gimmicks. Yeah. Maybe that could be his thing. Yeah. It's just Dave. He's just <laughs> he's Dave, just Dave. Yeah. yeah. Okay, well, we'll work on it. We'll work we'll... on it. <laughs> I'll tell you what else we've been working on. 
nice segue there. Um, if you are one of our patron pledge hammers, you have now got access to our review, our two and a half hour review, I think it is, maybe two. It's quite restrained for us. Well, it's because I think there was that much to say about it. Mm. But it's our review of WWE Unforgiven 2006, which won our Patreon poll. Um, if you are not one of our pod swafters, you may have heard us talk about the controversies Ooh. surrounding the poll. Uh, and that will be released as a free teaser podcast to Friday. To Friday. To Friday, yeah. Um, oh, speaking of which, people have been asking about the mailbag episode in the mm. magazine show because that won't be released on Saturdays anymore. So that might end up becoming a Friday show. Got to be honest, haven't figured it out. Yeah. We don't know what we're doing. <laughs> you know, it's, it's all, and, you know, we've had a year to plan this, and we're just going to wait to the wire. We've got the SmackDown. <laughs> Look, we've got Raw, AEW, NXT, SmackDown covered. Of course, we've got that other news episode, like you said. We just don't know where that fits in at the moment. Yeah. It'll be there, but we don't know whether that's a Monday thing. Because occasionally that will be absorbed by a pay-per-view review. We don't know if that will be a Friday thing. Because occasionally that will be absorbed by a pay-per-view predictions. Wednesday seems like a, a, a logical fit, but I'm busy on Wednesdays. And what happens if Impact becomes a big oh, thing? We geez. have to start doing Impact reviews. Oh my god. <laughs> There's only so much I can take, Luke. Um, but shall we have some more chat about uh, school ground insults? Oh, yes, please. Uh, so this comes in from Safe, who says, Hi, Luke and your co-workers. In your raw review this week, Ollie asked what insults were being used at school since their brackets, finally, not using gay as an insult regularly anymore. So if you're new to this show, if this is your first episode because you were so enticed by our title of R.I.P. Smackdown Live, um, we have been chatting recently about how times have changed since we were kids in the 90s and how... Uh, homophobic slurs were just used as everyday chat without the real connotations of what they were being slurs of. We would just say, like, that's gay, without really thinking, that's probably hurting someone's feelings. Exactly. Yes. yes. So, but well, we then, are now woke. We, exactly. We are, well, we're now grown up. Woke. I, well, I, I, I don't like the term woke, only because I think it has been turned against... Um, the be a soy boy, Luke. It's been turned against the idea of just being a good person. So I like to use the term grown up. So I was once an idiot and now I've grown up and now I'm an actual person. And I think the people who would use the term like soy boy are not grown up and they're still just children. Anyway. Um, I'm woke. I, identi <laughs> I identify as woke. Well, I identify as grown up. Um, well, as someone who has just started university, I can say that my latter high school years are still fresh in my memory, and there are a few words that are still prevalent. First, and definitely most commonly, is nonce. Really? Oh, so this is a, I think that's a, a British piece of slang? Yeah. Never heard nonce in, a, in an American movie. No, I think it's very much a British thing, yeah. It is a, it's, a, it's a colloquial term for paedophile. Yeah, for yeah. a paedophile, yeah. yeah. There was a... All right, you nonce. Exactly. A fantastic uh, Brass Eye episode, the episode about paedophilia. Brass Eye was a British satirical uh, magazine-style show. A news uh, It was a fake a, news a, a show. A fake news yeah, show, yeah. yeah. But they would trick real-life celebrities into hmm. doing PSAs about these made-up things and just tried to make them look a bit silly. And there was... They once they, <laughs> they did a, um, a campaign on that that was called Nonsense. <laughs> got loads of celebrities saying we're talking nonsense it's amazing <laughs> the stuff they got away with was so good. just baffling oh uh the drugs episode where they had cake 
It's a made-up drug. A made-up drug. And they got <laughs> everyone in the celebrities to say, cake is a made-up drug. It's made up of lots of different drugs. Lots of different <laughs> chemicals and drugs. Yeah, yeah it's a made-up drug. It's a made-up drug. <laughs> Oh, my God. Anyway, go check out Brass Eye. It's brilliant. Um, so, yeah, uh, nonce. Everyone is a nonce at school. I've even seen year seven students, 11-ish years old, calling each other nonces. Secondly, bellend is probably the second most common oh, one. Oh, that's a good one. Great, great British slang term. It's uh, it's it's the term for the end of a penis. Yeah. That's what yeah, it is. is. Yeah, you're bellend. Don't be a bellend. Don't be a bellend, mate. Or, I mean, like, a lot of these can also be used quite affectionately. Yeah. Right, Bellends. Oh, I love you, Bellend. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're just the nicest Bellend. Name your sex tape. <laughs> um, this tended to be used a lot um, because you could say it inside a classroom. Unless you were screaming it, most teachers didn't do anything. Finally, I just wanted to ask what your schedule was going to be for the upcoming weeks when AEW Dynamite uh, kicks off, which we've actually just discussed. Anyway, uh, thank you for your incredible content. It's become such a huge part of my life. All the best, Safe. Now, my feedback to you, Safe, great email off the bat. Also, I mean... Look how tiny that text is. Ooh, I don't know how you make that happen. That and is it's not, not, not standard font. No, that is like six typeface. Mm. Strained my eyes trying to read that one. Whenever teachers would say, what did you just say? Did you just say bellend? And I'd be like, I'm talking about the end of a bell, miss. <laughs> and that, you know, like, yeah. they can't actually do anything because if you keep protesting <laughs> that it was completely innocent, I was just calling him the end of something that makes a ringing noise. It's very cute and innocent. Well, don't say it again. Okay, then. <laughs> <laughs> I was so awful at school. I want to go back and apologise to all my teachers. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, uh, there's, lastly, this is from uh, Marcelino, who says, Dear Luke, Ollie, and the rest of the Rest Talk crew, your conversation about kids in school interested me as because I am 16, turning 17 this year, and do indeed go to a school in Australia in grade 11, a junior for the Americans. So as one of our Swaft Under members. Uh, maybe it's just my school, but I don't feel we've changed for the better at all. You see, when you were kids at school, you were mean, but at least it was to your face. But now a person is bullied behind their back or online. Mm. I have three openly LGBTQ plus students in our school of 500. They are bullied a lot. One guy completely lost all of his male friends. Um, I felt bad. I just... Uh, I. I felt bad, but I justified it saying it is what it is. The teachers don't do anything because we are a Christian school and pretty conservative. Even teachers treat them quite weirdly. Um, you also said about the use of the N-word. Well, that is still part of schools, but isn't used nearly, uh, uh, but is, and is used a lot, but nearly always ironically. Yeah, I mean, I always used it ironically when I was a kid, uh, but that doesn't fly now. I will not even say it in my own house because we've got an Alexa. But it's also, I just feel uncomfortable saying it now. I, if I'm listening to uh, some NWA mm. or the Wu-Tang Clan, I sometimes feel like, oh man, am I... Just self-censor. Yeah. And I love Wu-Tang. I was watching Dave Chappelle's recent Netflix special and I had the window open at home. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, was, I was laughing along, had it quite loud, and then I suddenly got very self-conscious that upstairs might be able to hear me but as th through the window noise traveling up. So I closed the window and turned it down. <laughs> he says the M word almost as a comma. Yeah. <laughs> it's used a lot. Well, speaking of a lot, we're going to talk a lot about this week's coming Smackdown Live, the final Smackdown Live of all time. Uh, yeah, here's the show. Uh, dig, dig, dig it, dig, dig it all. 
Lockdown Live started in July 2016 with the brand split. The modern era. It was when it jumped to USA because for the first time it was a weekly live show. Previously it had always been a taped thing. They would tape it on a Tuesday and then air it on a Thursday or a Friday. Yeah, and that that meant it really did play second fiddle to Raw. Oh yeah. Um, And it always has done, let's be honest. Even when it moved to the USA Network as a, a weekly live thing. Well, it had that one week, remember, where it did better than Raw in the ratings. And because they, they were, the st- whole point of this was that Vince wanted Shane and Stephanie to be fighting against each other for rating <laughs> supremacy. And then it basically just looked like, oh, Raw's always going to win, so we'll just drop that storyline. Then SmackDown won one of those weeks. They were like, oh, no, it's a storyline again. And then it never happened ever again. So they were like, yeah, we'll just quietly drop that again. The lockbox. Remember that? Yes. Vince said, not the lockbox. Not the lockbox. What was in there? So, yeah, Shane McMahon was made the general... He was the the commissioner commissioner with Daniel Bryan as the GM. And it was Stefan McFoley on Raw. And and that spun out of The Undertaker match at Hell in a Cell at WrestleMania. Because Shane wanted control. Yeah. And so they booked this storyline where he had to beat The Undertaker at Hell in a Cell in order to get control. And then he lost... And Vince just gave him control anyway. That is WWE Booking 101. But when it launched for, you know, a good nine months there, SmackDown was a joy to watch while while War was floundering. And a lot of that can be attributed to former head NXT writer Ryan Ward. And he has seen this ship all the way through to, well, two weeks ago where he has been completely demoted off of the SmackDown creative team. He hasn't been even moved to 205 Live. I mean, it's always a good idea to get rid of really talented writers. Yeah, so the the sort of team that uh, managed SmackDown creatively for the last three years was Road Dog, Ryan Ward, and I want to say Steve Guerrero. I'm not, probably not saying that right. But Road Dog stepped down in April because he said he just he said again publicly in an interview this week that he just couldn't handle the stress and backstage reports say it's because Vince is just tearing up the scripts before every show, changing things an hour beforehand. Yeah, uh, Guerrero was fired and let go in July, and then Ryan Ward, the last one, has, has sort of been bumped off now. And it's Ed Kosky from Raw is yes. now taking control alongside Eric Bischoff. And the reason for that is because Vince never had to rewrite Raw because he really liked the way that Ed Kosky was writing things, so he just moved him across to SmackDown, and Paul Heyman is now sort of running things over on Raw with his new team. And that new team is going to see SmackDown Live become Friday Night SmackDown on Fox as of next Friday, October the 4th. Man, do you remember all that fire road dog movement when SmackDown went quite rubbish for a bit and people just had to blame it all on road dog? Because you're right, SmackDown Live has had a patchy run. There's been times where it's had like a stretch of being great. And then it had a stretch time like last year where it was really, really bad. And then it's been really, really great again. And then I think the last few months have been, it's been quite bland. Mm. It's not bad. It's just been quite bland. I feel like since they knew they were moving to Fox, they were like, meh, let's just not try anymore because we don't want to go do all of our good storylines now. We can save those until we get to Fox. And any storylines we do have, let's tell them out of order and not properly. I'm and thinking, on Raw. Yeah. <laughs> the Reigns attacker mystery and the Owens Shane McMahon stuff. Yeah. Not really. Who cares about the WWE champion? It's only Kofi Kingston, one of the most over stars back in April. So... Just a, a fun trip down memory lane. 
Any any standout moments from SmackDown Live? I mean, this is quite an easy one for me. It's Daniel Bryan stepping back into the ring, making that announcement oh, that he yeah, was, that was special. cleared for in-ring wrestling, and then he did that attack angle with Owens and Zayn, and it you know tears in the eyes. Um, the early days of talking smack. I was gonna say, yeah, my hipster choice would have been Brian and Miz on Talking Smack. Yeah, spine tingling stuff. I think anything involving Daniel Bryan on Talking mm. Smack was just absolutely just a, a treasure trove of amazing character building, and that's actually one of the reasons why SmackDown felt the better show at the times because characters felt more fleshed out because it was the wrestlers workshopping their characters in a live situation, unscripted, so they could feel what it was like to be that character as opposed to being like here are the words you're going to say now go out and say them yeah it wasn't just brian but miz really yeah fine-tuned totally. his character the usos the usos carmella yeah so many wrestlers leveled up thanks to that experience alexa bliss alexa bliss as well she had a tremendous run my low-key pick rhino and heath slater oh in very the, early the days first yeah, ever yeah. smackdown tag champions becky lynch becoming smackdown women's champion yeah uh, the the Dean Ambrose, James Ellsworth, AJ Styles stuff. I was about to say, yeah. It Viper was, in the family. Uh, yeah, that, that first run when AJ was being beaten by James Ellsworth. And then you had that. I mean, obviously, Ellsworth is, you know, he shouldn't really be praising the man too much these days. But um, he did have that almost like, genius heel turn. And in terms of uh, writing a character, be like, I mean, I can beat AJ Styles. So... Of course I'm going to turn on Dean Ambrose. I can beat AJ Styles, not realizing that it was all Dean Ambrose beating AJ for him. It's a wonderful move. Then he had that match with AJ. It was like, no, I'm just going to beat you now. Yeah. It was, it was the house AJ Styles built it as really well. It was, yeah. Really good stuff. And wasn't that, uh, I guess that was with John Cena. You know, that excellent Royal Rumble match with AJ came, yeah. came off of that run in SmackDown. So it's come to an end, folks. Uh, probably time. To, yeah. to revamp SmackDown entirely. So how did WWE go off air? What was the final image of SmackDown on the USA Network? Quite fittingly, it was Becky Lynch. Well, I was going to say, quite fittingly, it was a Raw angle featuring Raw <laughs> stars over a Raw championship. Quite a fitting way to end the last ever SmackDown Live. That's another way of spinning it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's, that's good. Yeah, so it was, it was Becky Lynch. She was doing a, a kind of rushed promo at the end. Well, I think they ran short on time quite clearly because Owen said, I want a ladder match. They went, okay. And they were like, whoa, okay, we'll cut backstage quickly. Yeah, SmackDown, I'm not going to miss that part of SmackDown. Where they run have, production. Yeah, where they have definitely the end angle in the ring that's anticlimactic anyway. And then they throw to someone doing an interview in Gorilla, which is more anticlimactic. I don't know why SmackDown has always struggled with its ending because it either runs too early and then you have that weird sort of like five minute bit where people are just celebrating for way longer than they're supposed to be or it's like tonight where you've got the big cliffhanger line but you've decided you want to do something else so you have to cut backstage to something really quickly that also has to be very rushed I think it's intentional I think they I, I, it's happened too often for it to be a mistake I think I just think it's oh, okay I mean that, that's a that's a really nice way to look at it I just think it's important. Oh, oh it's bad yeah. I'm just saying it's intentional okay. and, and they're missing the mark it's intentionally bad plus well, they're not they don't think it's bad <laughs> yeah. plus they don't have Firefly Funhouse that they can just run on a loop <laughs> ah we've, we've finished three minutes early Play the Bray stuff. Mm. Uh, so it was Becky Lynch cutting the promo to Kayla Braxton on Sasha Banks. Really, nothing new was being said. Uh, and, and the Raw interview with Michael Cole was far superior. 
And then Sasha Banks just jumps her. And, you know, last week we got this excellent beatdown angle with the Bludgeon Brothers, Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns, where even Todd Phillips got hammered around at ringside. Wiped out. Hammered. Nice. Being a yeah. call back to the Bludgeons. But Sasha just scuffed her up a bit. Pushed her against the fence. And pushed her against the fence. And then Becky was like, oh, I'm dead. It was such a brutal beatdown. It was broken up by one referee and a lad in a suit. Yeah. So that was... You know, it's nice that it ended on Becky because she's been such a huge part of SmackDown. And I know she's raw now, but she's SmackDown to me. But it was lame. It it was very anticlimactic. And then the thing that came before that, which I guess is is the better thing to end on, was this Kevin Owens-Shane McMahon angle that was the main event. Shane, all throughout the night, was seen backstage talking to three people in suits. It was the lawyers from uh, The Simpsons. Yeah, right. <laughs> because... <laughs> Mr. Simpson! There is a $25 million wrongful dismissal lawsuit that Kevin Owens has Something brought. Already, yeah. It's rubbish. This shouldn't be Kevin Owens' character, even if it's all a ruse just to get under Shane's skin. I still don't care. So Shane called Kevin Owens out in the ring with his lawyer friends. Owens walks through the crowd, and they have, they go back and forth. Shane gives him two options. Either you can we can draw this out for years and years and years in legal costs. CM Punk. Punk. Or you drop the case, Kevin Owens, and I reinstate you right now. You get your job back, and... I wipe that $100,000 fine. And Owen says it was never about the money. Why are we so angry about the fine then if it was never about the money? It's bad. It's bad stuff. Um, But then he said, quite awesomely, he went into something he can sink his teeth into, which is, I'm sick of seeing you in the wrestler's locker room where you don't belong. You're not a wrestler. And it, it it was a really good emotion. And it's stuff I, you know, personally agree with. It just doesn't work with how Shane has been presented as a legit wrestler who genuinely goes toe-to-toe with people in the last couple of years. He almost out-wrestled AJ Styles. That's never been Shane's character. We've said this over and over again. He was always the opportunistic rich kid who get in heel jabs when the person's already down. Very bad jabs as well. Uh, So Kevin Owens said, I will drop the lawsuit if we go one-on-one in a ladder match. Yeah, we're going to have a briefcase hanging above. And if Shane wins, Owens remains fired. And if Owens wins, Shane is gone for good. A storyline that would have made perfect sense if Shane had beat him at SummerSlam. Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 a, it's a terribly told story. But the end is in sight. And that match is going to happen. Not at Hell in a Cell, but... At the season premiere of Friday Night Smackdown next Friday. Indeed. So I am very, very hopeful that Kevin Owens wins. I mean, it's a ladder match. This is Kevin Owens' speciality. And I'm sure Shane's going to do some insane bump to ride him out. He'll do the big bumps, yeah. Yeah. So I really hope Shane loses. And it's not just RIP Smackdown Live. Next week will be the final pin in this Shane McMahon run that has really overall been terrible although you know really it's quite fitting that we're ending with owens and shane sort of on this show because i mean they have been feuding for two of the three years that smackdown's been on air so it's really been the longest running fuse of the smackdown live era so perhaps it was fitting that we also ended with that <sighs> maybe yeah yeah i guess yeah it it, it 
there's there's parallels there. <laughs> yeah, it's not very satisfying. Uh, I when when Owens was saying it, I thought, oh, okay, it's going to be a Hell in a Cell match to mirror the Hell in a Cell match they had previously when the heel babyface dynamics were reversed. And a Hell in a Cell was how this whole thing started when Shane took on Taker inside Hell in a Cell. Exactly, and Hell in a Cell is that weekend. But no, it's it's going to be on Friday Night SmackDown, and that you know that joins a four horsewomen tag match and the Brock Lesnar Kofi Kingston WWE title match. They are really pushing that season premiere hard to the point where there was only one match announced for Hell in a Cell yeah. on this show, and that makes three matches announced for that show now. That, that show is that's next Sunday. Hell in a Cell really has been caught in this. This shuffle. It's like last year. I was going to say, it's always in this time yeah. period where they just do a thousand shows and then they're like, we can't push all of them. Mm. Yeah, because like last year it was Australia, Saudi Arabia, yeah. Survivor Series, <laughs> Hell in a Cell. But now it's season premiere, season premiere, NXT, <laughs> Hell in a Cell, draft, draft, Survivor Series. So it is, and so Saudi Arabia is in there as well somewhere, right? Uh, yeah, I think it's happening in November, right? Mm. Uh, so... The next two, the first two weeks of SmackDown, Friday Night SmackDown, are sort of going to be prologue. You know, mm-hmm. you're not going to really start much. The next Friday's episode is going to be the wrap-up, I, I feel, for everything that's come so far. Hell in a Cell will pay off the rest of that. Then you've got the draft, and that's when you first start to see these rosters coalesce. Oh, totally, yeah. And then October 18th, I guess it will be, is when the proper SmackDown storylines get started. It's an exciting time. It's a time of change. Yep, a big, big time of change. And what a fun ride it has been um, these last three years. Yeah. It's been fun commenting on it, sure. Yeah. But it's uh, inconsistent as a show. But it, what, do you know what I like about SmackDown? It's two hours. Well, there's that. But I've also enjoyed that it's... like Based on the... the I've been here for three years now, and... It's always been the fan favorites. Mm. Like when you always look at the comments that we've got on our videos, it's everyone saying SmackDown's the best, Raw's terrible, SmackDown always brilliant. Even when SmackDown isn't a good show and Raw is in like so many ways better, the narrative is always SmackDown's the best show. SmackDown's the true A show. I hope that Fox doesn't kill SmackDown. SmackDown's been quite bland for a while. I just love the fact that it's got this wonderful fan swell behind it. It's almost as if fans have got behind SmackDown because WWE never did. I It could be. I've always thought it's because when that brand split happened, Raw was, you know, just Roman Reigns' show. It was very boring anyway. And SmackDown was genuinely the land of opportunity. A lot of people reinvented themselves. It's true, there. yeah. And there was so much goodwill built up in the, those first nine months of SmackDown. Uh, after the brand split and Raw was so bad that everyone just kind of made their beds there and they haven't changed since and I, no but I, I'm a Smackdown guy I love it yeah but they're really thinking about stuff from a couple of years ago yeah when sometimes Raw is far superior I think overall the highs of Raw have been much better than Smackdown we've always said that Raw even when Raw's not a great show it's always a newsworthy mm. show Whereas SmackDown often has the burden of being unnewsworthy and bland. Yeah. But I, I, I think I... Yeah. I can't think of many SmackDown episodes I would give five out of five to, but I think I've done it like three times for Raw. Yeah. Yeah. 
Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Before we get out of here, let's say thank you and give some cheap pops to the $25 a month or more pledge hammers on Patreon. Who now have access to our two and a half hour-ish review of WWE Unforgiven 2006, which features such belting matches as DX versus Vince and Shane McMahon and The Big Show in a three-on-two handicap Hell in a Cell match. Edge versus John Cena in a TLC match for the WWE Very Championship. Trish and Lita in Trish's retirement match for the Women's Championship. First and retirement match. Lest we forget, the Spirit Squad versus the Highlanders. Wow. Brilliant. Brilliant and stuff. also get to hear Ollie's first time ever seeing Armando Alejandro Estrada, a character he didn't even know existed. You get to hear his full reactions and thoughts on that gimmick. But yes, let's say thanks to the $25 a month or more. But by the way, everyone $5 and above gets that. And of course, if you're $5 or more, you get the Wrestle League participation as well. So that's Wrestle Ramble Extra, the podcast and that. But $25 a month gets you a shout out on this very show. So thank you, Greg Taylor, Soldier Spy. Yes, yeah. very nice. The Aussie Experience, Dave Humphreys. Aussie, hey, Aussie, Aussie. The Dijon Mustard. Well, hey, Dijon Mustard. Dijon. Probably better than Kyle, Philip O'Reilly. Big claim. Mm. Doing the guitar. Big claim. Girls on film, Erica um, Duran. Yeah. <laughs> Damien Wayne Wilson Fisk. Yeah. Oh, there's so many comic book names in there. Raz the Man. 
Rea- re- reality. Yeah. I always want to say it's realty, realty <laughs> but it's not. Raz the man reality. reality because he told us not to say that. It's pronounced like methamphetamines, sethamphetamines. That's a helpful name. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Jonathan, king of the ring. Hey, you are cordially invited, Kyle Cordill. Mm. So you're, Downtown you Abbey. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I did come up with that one. Uh, the Wonderwall, Brian Gallagher. Yes. Gallagher. Sunshine. Sunshine. Liam Mills, Summer Murders. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was really proud of that no. one. I was proud of that one. Uh, can I get you to do the uh, next one, please, Randy? Because I, I want to do oh, the yeah, last you one. Do the last one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, new kid on the block, Ben Newcomb. Hey, nice. And lastly, the most average in the world, barely average gaming. Yeah. Thank you, everyone. Also, um, but let's get over to your soot soot super chats to see what Randy Andy Datsun has to say. Mm, well, the report is that, uh, unsurprisingly, Shane is going to lose next week uh, and that he will be written off TV for some time. Oh, thank God. Uh, and if you can smell what The Rock is cooking, because there is a rumour that he will, that we have finally convinced him to come back for next Friday night. Mm. So we shall see about that, but let's get on with some Super Chats. We start with Peter Mullins, who says, I studied law. I reckon I'm WWE's target audience with the current change. <laughs> and let me tell you, the fun parts, bad, but the law parts, also bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so you are the target audience, and even you think it's bad. Uh, Kevin says, this episode started hot, but got bad at the end. Just like Randy Datsun rolling R's. Just kidding, this was never hot to begin with. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, yeah, I really liked all the Brian Reigns, really Bludgeon Brothers that, stuff. Yeah. I'm really into that feud. Yeah, yeah, same here. And just like, that, they're so physical with each other. Yeah. But then, yeah, it just they got slowly flattened out. There was a large portion of the show that meant nothing. Oh, yeah. We'll come on to it. I was funny, when I was writing up my review today, I was like... Because right, you have that bit at the start where you say the three big things that happened on the show. And I was like, Roman Reigns and Daniel Bryan form like Voltron. So I had that instantly written down. And then I went to my, and then I thought, what else happened? <laughs> <laughs> Just scrolling through my notes being like, what else can I say? Uh, Cody Storing says, Drew McIntyre will cost Shane giving KO the win. Oh, yeah. I forgot about the <sighs> Shane-Drew partnership. The Shane-Elias partnership. What happened to that in this storyline? Shane Elias is a huge part of this. He's the reason Kevin Owens got fined. Mm. Uh, yeah, it's bad storytelling once again. I forgot Drew was about. I guess they're just protecting him for that draft reintroduction. Yeah, because he got injured. He was he? mildly injured. Yeah. yeah. Um, will Hate says, Luke. Yes, Not you, Ollie. Luke, uh, are Shane and Kay actually going to go before a federal judge and tell him <laughs> that some mouldy Babylonian god is going to drop <laughs> in on a central, central Park West and start tearing up the city? Oh, if there's a steady paycheck now, I'll believe anything you say. Mm. So it's, a it's, it's a Ghostbusters thing, thing yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I just... Yeah. <laughs> Guys, uh, i got to get my own lawyer. <laughs> Austin Tussie says, Rowan with a kill switch shirt. CM Punk return confirmed. I think so. Oh, I'm yeah. very excited. Pretty much about confirmed. That. Yeah. Christian. Yeah. Um, Jobber JJ four nine six dash Ollie Davis number one fan says watched a boring SmackDown live, then watched Brian and Vinny retro show, and then I watched that Nitro. Happy Vince Russo winning the WCW anniversary day. <laughs> 
Oh, it's the anniversary of Vince Russo giving himself the world heavyweight title. Oh, wow. Yep. And people still defend that man. <laughs> uh, Will Hate again says Luke. Yes, mate. No, it's a message from earlier uh, that I already read out. Jobber JJ says SmackDown favorite memories because I asked some people to send in their favorite SmackDown live memories. Jinder winning the WWE Championship, <laughs> SmackDown's top ten list, James Ellsworth, oh, mate, and the SmackDown uh, that victory which didn't count at Survivor Series. Yes, yeah, the, yes. the one New Day won. Wow, the top ten, ten list. I was so positive about that. I. <sighs> You can go back into the archives because you were so down on that idea. I was like, this is brilliant. This is such a great idea to, to kind of build feuds and storylines off of. What a fool I was. And Jinder Mahal, like, I forgot about it. I only remembered it today mm. because I was grabbing images for the show. And when Becky's got her interview right at the end, there's a production truck in the background that's got Charlotte and Jinder on it. And I was like, that's an old production truck there if Jinder's one of the yeah. main stars you're pushing. <laughs> Uh, Daniel Lay says my most memorable moment of Smackdown Live has to be Nakamura's debut and the very beginning of his feud against AJ so hyped uh, so hyped for the Wrestle their Wrestle Kingdom match rematch yes yeah uh, yeah I, I that was cool but it was not as good as Nakamura in NXT I remember when the the entrance started and you know it's an amazing entrance but it was just a little the, the font was different on his Titan Tron. Yeah. And I know things need freshening up every now and again, but I didn't see that as oh cool a new change. I saw it as they're changing him already. Yeah. yeah so yeah, I that I, I never fully got into it, but I was a, a much bigger fan of his heel turn and the heel music when yeah. he debuted that. And the I don't speak English stuff. That was brilliant. And lastly, for now, Ben Greenwood says, Usos versus New Day matches slash story was my favorite SmackDown Live. Rap battles. Yeah. Love the rap battles. But also that whole Hell Usos Cell New match. Day series of matches. Mm. Incredible. Absolutely it was, yeah. Right, well, the, the full play-by-play -play review of SmackDown... Um, there was no crazy opening sting like Bray Wyatt well, had I, for the Firefly Funhouse. He's only taken over Raw. I know, but I, I prefer that version now. Well, but essentially what your note reads there is, there was no distorted thing, I want the Fiend on every show. Yeah, more Fiend. <laughs> uh, and then they did a recap promo of Rowan and doing his sit-down interview last week and Harper and him beating up Ro Brian and Roman, which closed last week's show. And then Rowan opened the full episode with an in-ring promo. Yeah. I said, but we just said, you all saw what I said in the video. Yeah. So I'm not going to recap it. Yeah, but he still managed to. Oh, yeah, he, st he still uh, managed to, yeah. He got, a, he got good heat from the crowd, though. There was a you suck chant going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I just, the commentators, I think it was both Corey and Phillips, were just gushing about either how big he is or how intelligent he is. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's the two oh, big things about it. He is an intellectual so man. So forced. Um, this was not the advertised thing that they said it was going to be on the show either. They advertised quite heavily before the show started. It was going to be a Roman Reigns, Daniel Bryan face-to-face -face confrontation in the ring. Even Eric Bischoff was said, like, this is unmissable television. And apparently that just changed. And we got this instead. Unmissable. <laughs> Literally. Uh, you can't miss yeah. it. <laughs> Uh, Rowan then spoke directly into the camera saying how he's right and everyone else is afraid and then Brian's music hit and 
He was full on baby face. A, and a huge baby oh. face reaction for him as well. This, this, the swell of the music and the big baby face reaction took me back to that WrestleMania 30 run. And it took me back to him when he first came back uh, in, as an in-ring wrestler. And I was just filled with amazing... Like, I loved his heel run. Absolutely loved it. I thought his heel run was some of the best work that WWE have done for the last year. But man, it's so good to see him back as a babyface. That's it, isn't it? It's exactly what I had down in my notes. I love these heels stuff, but I forgot how good he is as a babyface. And I, I, you know, it was always like he's one of the best babyfaces of the last decade. And then seeing him be it here, I, was, I realized how much I missed him. Some people are a lot better off as heels. Charlotte Flair. Daniel Bryan, he's a babyface. Yeah, he is. He's, but he's also a great heel. The, he comes down as well in his ring gear. And I feel like I haven't seen that for months. He looked in great shape. When was the last time he wrestled a match? Buddy Murphy? Well, he lost yeah, I guess to Buddy, it would yeah. Be, yeah. So Where's it felt been? quite special and, and fresh not seeing him in the usual comfy. And his comfy cardies. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he said, I, I want to fight you right now, Rowan. Yeah. He's a bit and of a badass. So it led into the match. Referee appeared from nowhere. He got unsnapped. And yeah, they had this great little match. And this was a really, really fun little match. Huge Daniel Bryan chant throughout this as well. Yeah, really could, physical. The crowd have just completely bought back into him as a babyface. It's great to see. And it's nice because they haven't betrayed everything else. Like, he's not he's not said, you people, I'm doing it for you people now. He's He still believes in everything before, I, I feel. Yeah. But this is against Rowan's actions. Yeah. So that's how... Yeah, it's not inconsistent. No, it's, it's what he said last week, is that you were my best friend and you turned your back on me. I uh, love Rowan's crossbody on the outside. Oh, he yeah. He such force with it. I like the power bomb into the post. Yeah. It's nice stuff. I think Rowan's got some really nice spots uh, that he does throughout his matches. I really, really like this. And this was a really, really fun match. It's slightly just let down by a, a, a botched finish, essentially. Um, where Harper appeared from nowhere and Daniel Bryan did a big dive onto him. Then as he was getting back up onto the apron, uh, Rowan grabbed him to do the Iron Claw Slam and lifted him up. But in the process of choke slamming him over the ropes, got his foot caught in the ropes. So Bryan got stuck there. So then Rowan was trying to get him out, realized he couldn't, so tried to pin him. And the rope was like, well, I can't count the pin. Yeah. His foot's in the rope. So Rowan's like, Ugh. so all three of them then had to try and get him free <laughs> so he could lift him up and iron claw him again for the win. Yeah, that's, that's how Mick Foley lost an ear. Mm. Uh, I, I really Do you like... you think Daniel Bryan was going to lose an ear in this scenario? No, his leg was <laughs> caught in the ropes. Uh, I really like the Luke Harper spot beforehand where Brian sees Harper out there, does this huge dive, you know, that torpedo dive that yeah. he does, and that sends Harper over the announcer's desk. But Harper then just stands up and stands on the desk, yeah. just looking menacing. Like, come on, give me another one. He's great. Yeah, really Harper good. rules. Uh, but uh, Brian did... Yeah, yeah, he did lose. Yeah. It was yeah, the yeah. Iron Claw for the That's loss. right, yeah. So then uh, the Bludgeon Brothers start to dismantle the table, and Roman Reigns came down to make the save. Um, eventually, Brian hits the running knee on Harper. We've got a spear to Rowan, and... Yeah, Rowan tries to sorry, Roman tries mm. to help Brian up, like with a shake of a hand, and Brian's like, no, no, no. And there's like the crowd go, oh boo. But that's because he wanted to grab the mic and he said, I just want to hear a one-word answer. Do you want to see me and Roman kick their asses at hell in a cell? And the crowd burst into yes chance. Oh, 
wonderful. Yeah, so he's a full-on baby yeah, face. Yeah, absolutely. And that, it, was, it was a really good opening segment. I wouldn't have changed a thing. Nope. I thought Rowan looked great, Harper looked great. Yep. I'm into Brian and Roman as oh, a yeah. team. And I genuinely don't know which side would win. Roman and Brian are not good friends. The Bludgeon Brothers work together very well. Like, you can protect Brian and Roman in their loss there, or you could have them overcome them. I don't think that's the right decision, though. Uh, and do you think it's going to be in Hell in a Cell? Uh, I mean, we've only had one Hell in a Cell... Oh, no, two Hell in a Cell matches already uh, advertised. Banks so and Becky. Yeah. yeah, of the three matches we've had announced thus far. <laughs> Make it like TNA lockdown. Yeah, Everything in Hell in a Cell. <laughs> that won't get old. Uh, so, yeah, that's going to happen on October. Not on the season premiere Friday Night Smackdown. A couple of nights later. A couple of nights later. Uh, the San Francisco 49ers are there, Luke. Sports. Sports. Uh, then we got another sit-down interview with Michael Cole backstage. It was exactly the same setup as Becky Lynch. And it was Kofi Kingston just talking about the Lesnar match, mm. saying that I've been on top of my game since WrestleMania. I've beat Dolph Ziggler. I've beat Kevin Owens. I've beat Samoa Joe. I've beat Randy Orton. I thought, my God, you have not had any good challenges, have you? <laughs> my favorite part of this is when he tried to get Michael Cole to be charismatic. And I'm like, I mean, you're fighting a losing yeah. battle there. That's pissing into the wind. Uh, but he's, you know, he, he says, I'll still be the WWE champion after the match next Friday. I just... Kofi is great. I love Kofi. But the real appeal in him is alongside the New Day. And it feels like everything WWE have done since the title win is to take him further and further away from Big E and Xavier. Yeah. When they're such a huge part of his act. No, I completely agree. Like, them as the cheerleaders for mm. him in particular. Like, yeah, no, I agree with you on that front. I, I didn't buy into this. Like, I, I thought Kofi looked a bit, you know, silly. I mean, you can't have him go out saying, I'm probably going to lose. <laughs> But at the same time, I don't think anyone's buying into him saying, I can win. And also as well, this is your final build for that match. Really? Unless they do something on Raw. This is your go-home angle for it. I mean, they probably will because Brock, oh, Brock has Lesnar been on Raw, yeah. But we'll see. I mean, it, again, this was... this Everything apart from that opening segment with Brian and Rowan was filler. Yeah. Because they are saving everything for Raw and SmackDown next week. Uh, speaking of, we got Chad Gable coming down to the ring. Not a Baron Corbin in sight. No, it's only in video package. But it's okay because Chad's starting a new feud now. I'm. That's a shame. Because well, I thought we were up building old, up. It's picking up that old feud, mate. I wasn't into that old feud. <laughs> yeah. I like the new Corbin feud. Well, in all fairness, all of the feuds have been the same thing, which is that you are short. And it's more people. The only person who's got away with it thus far is Baron Corbin because he's actually taller than Gable. Whereas everyone else who's done it is essentially the same height. Yeah. So it just comes across as very silly because Mike Kanellis did the same thing. He came out to make some short jokes and then he stood in the ring next to him and I'm like, I mean, you look, you're eye to eye. He said uh, he needs to show his wife that size does matter. I don't know what's going on at all. Chad won. Uh, yeah, yeah, it sort of squashed him really quick with a German suplex, ankle lock, Mike tapped immediately. Makes Chad look good, I guess. He got a win. He needed a big win, I felt like. Big win? <laughs> yeah. Dominating win? No, I'm doing it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the... Well, I, I just don't think beating Mike Canellis gives you any momentum at all. No, but it's... Might the, as well it's, pin the referee. But it's our win, and it was dominating. Yeah. Uh, but then Elias appeared on screen and said, I've written a song for you. And then wrote a song about short people uh, having no reason to live. I'm not into it at all. Hey. 
And it's a shame because they've got something with Chad. Well, that's it. They've got they've got something with Chad, but they've only got one idea mm-hmm. to for a heel to go against him with. And there's so much more that a heel could do. But they've just given the same dialogue, and that's the other side of this. It doesn't separate any of your separate out any of your heels. If all the heels are saying the exact same thing, then they're all the same character. Yeah, yeah, that's a very good point. Uh, and it didn't really get any heat from the crowd either. No. It's because uh, it's they've heard it all before. They literally heard Mike Canellas do it. Um, and then Carmella and Charlotte were backstage. Charlotte goes up to Carmella's dressing room door. Our mm-hmm. truth standing guard, and he claims to not know where Carmella is. Yeah. in there and yeah just uh, Carmella came out with the 24-7 title Charlotte doesn't really care about it why would she out of place in this feud <laughs> oh, no it's a, such a odd decision to put it on her now yeah when she's involved in another storyline it's clunky yeah you've had like you've had four months to do this <laughs> and just when she's starting to be used elsewhere she looks silly yeah now are the times to put the title on her also this um, started something that carried over into the next match and I'm hoping you might be able to help me out with this or maybe someone in the comments might be able to help me out with this but they kept pushing on commentary that Carmella and Bailey used to be best friends yeah did they? they did this last week when was this? that's when that's why Carmella came out on last week's ma- last week's match right to, to essentially say whoa what's up Bailey? why are you being so weird? When everyone else is like, when were you mates? (laughs) When have you had any interaction at all? Yeah, and she said it here as well. I I just don't, this isn't the Bailey I know. Probably because you've never spoken to her. (laughs) The first time you've ever been eye to eye. Yeah, I mean, Carmella's performance is actually pretty good, but there's nothing, you can't just say, oh, this is a thing, and me to just take it. You need to show this stuff. Yeah, totally. Show, don't tell. Yeah. And WWE are bad at both. Anyway, this match was never really fully connected with the audience or me personally. And I think it's because Charlotte doesn't work right now as this character that they're trying to put them in. And made worse by the finish. So I, sorry, the finish of this match is a finish that makes the most sense. Sasha and Bailey won. They tapped out Carmella. She's not involved in this horsewoman stuff. She is the person you can easily beat in this match. That's all fine. And I would be like, that's a finish that makes sense. Then you can do the two-on-one stuff afterwards and the Becky beatdown. The problem with it comes, though, is that Charlotte was just stood there on the apron watching Mm. as Carmella struggled in the hold and tapped out. And then she went, well, you're crap. Yeah. Like, well, go in there and help her then. You're a tag team, you div. I just thought she acted like a complete dick. Yeah, it's a... I guess you can argue that's consistent with her character because she she isn't a baby face. I know, like... She, but she is still maybe not a heel. She, she's a heel who's taking on other heels. But she likes to win. Yeah, I, yeah. That you're right. That bit doesn't make sense. I and and when she got the hot tag, the crowd were kind of muted because they went woo out of a knee jerk reaction to seeing a flare get in the ring. Mm. But no one was that excited because it it's just muddying the the character appeals and what their morality actually is. Yeah. I, I don't think it worked. I, I, th- I, I'm not a fan of them trying to make Charlotte even a, a tweener role. I don't think it's, it's connecting at all. And yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, it's like it was last year when they were trying to push Charlotte as the mega baby face against the super heel Becky. 
and it just it got over like a fountain church. It's definitely always been the plan. They probably thought, all right, all right, all right, we'll we'll, we'll park it for a year. But <laughs> that's the end. not Becky, not Bailey, not Sasha. The end game is Charlotte as a mega baby face. Yeah, it's just not the best use of her. Uh, as I th- but I do think they're trying to build up Carmella for this season premiere. A lot of people are going to get character revamps and new pushes are going to happen. Mm. I think Carmella's going to be one of those. She's blonde. Well, I mean, I hope so because I I really want them to get the 24-7 title away from her if it's going to lead to, because this made me so sad. After the match finishes, Truth picks up Carmella to like run away because all of the people who, for whatever reason, want to win this ugly green belt, despite the fact that everyone who has won is like, this is the worst thing ever. And so all of these women run to the back, and it's Ember Moon, Sonya Deville, Mandy Rose, Asuka, Kyrie Sane. And I'm like, come on. That, it made me so, so sad to yeah. see them involved in this. Yeah. Because it's a role that's reserved for your Heath Slaters and your Zack Riders and your Mojo Rawleys. And it's just put all of those exceptionally good wrestlers and so talented wrestlers into a box and that box is labelled jobbers. And it made me so sad. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, okay, not a spoiler. It's a bit of a spoiler for my review. I have a bit of a rant about it. Not a rant, but it's a really sad diatribe about how the focus... Like Ronda Rousey last year, the focus on the horsewomen has... And I love the horsewomen, but putting all of the focus on them has just meant that everyone else is resigned to the sidelines. And I would kind of be okay with that if they were booking the four horsewomen feud out of this world. But it's actually quite tepid mm. overall. Um, then we get Shane backstage talking with oh, some lawyers. So we did miss that. Becky then came down to save oh, yes. Charlotte from the two-on-one beatdown. And they're going to have a tag match next week. Mm. Uh, Shane's talking with some lawyers backstage. We get the same NXT online <laughs> article promotion. And then they sat there like, oh, did you see that match? Did you see, uh, oh, whatever they did, uh, the big brawl and everything? I'm like, show us! Yeah. You've got the video! Show us it! I know, I know it's not working. Uh, then we got Ali versus Shinsuke Nakamura. I was wrong. They did have a rematch, but I think that's where this ends. <laughs> uh, really? Because, yep, no, it's because... They cheated to win. And so Every, I, I'm not I'm not getting invested in any storyline. Just things happen. Rusev's return. Are you and you are right, we're we're heading for the season premiere. This could this feud's been dropped once already. Mm. It could easily be dropped again. This is just filler. They're like, <laughs> oh, who have we got who can feud with Nakamura for two weeks that really don't matter? Ah, yeah, we did a thing with Ali. Let's use him then. Yeah. So this was Ali versus Nakamura after last week's ambush on Ali by Zayn and Shinsuke. Uh, Ali started off really hot with this crazy dive. Oh, yeah. It was sort of, the trajectory was to the center of the planet. Lawn dived himself. Uh, and then we got a shrink screen ad break, comes back, Nakamura's on top. He does that lovely sliding German suplex that he took from Ishimori. Mm. Uh, and but there was a really nice reversal on the Kinshasa. Ali, great timing for a super kick. But ultimately, Zayn pulls Nakamura out the way of an 0-5-4. Ali dives over the top of the referee and the top rope mm-hmm. to take out Nakamura, chases Zayn round, runs straight into a Kinshasa, and that's the win. He looked like a bit of a doofus by chasing Sami Zayn and then running straight into the Kinshasa. And Corey, you know, quite rightly says, yeah, Ali allowed Sami to be a distraction. It's his own fault he lost. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, you're not wrong, Corey. Yeah, yeah. So, it, I, 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 
I'm not into Nakamura and Zayn together. I've, I've said that a lot. And I, I think this is just filler. I don't think we're going to get a Nakamura-Ali feud spinning out of I'm this. I'm pretty sure we are. All right, yep, yeah, okay. I mean, I, I, I mean, I'm very much willing to... What do you want to bet? Oh, what do we want to bet on this? Okay, but what are the parameters that I... So they have a match for the Intercontinental Championship. Within Would the you, next month. Within the next month. Oh, I mean, Randy's got a suggestion. Uh, two Wrestle League points. <gasps> That's good. Okay, oh, I'll take that. Yeah, I'll take two, that. Two Wrestle League points. So right. Ali and Shinsuke Nakamura have a match for the Intercontinental Championship within the next month. Yeah, within the next 30-day period. Yep. And those two points, because Randy runs the Wrestle League, those aren't just two points to one or the other because that's unfair to everyone else. I will take two, two of Luke's point, yeah, points. Yeah, take two points away from me. And, and add them to me. And I will take Agreed. two points away from Ollie when I do win. You're... Go- your, your, your milkshake, this is my milkshake. <laughs> my straw's over here. I'm going to drink it up. Can I add a slight caveat to this? Just because the whole point of this is they are going to be in a feud. If the title match does not happen within the next 30 days, but they are still clearly feuding, do I technically still do I technically win? I, uh, yeah, yeah, sure. Okay, yeah, right. Because the draft's happening, they're going to different <laughs> brands. <laughs> I'm going to look like such a... What, what an idiot. I put so much faith in this company to continue a feud. They've already dropped once. It doesn't even matter as well. <laughs> it's not like you're like, oh, it's, it's, this, it's, it's Rowan versus Brian. They're not going to drop that. <laughs> you're basing it on an intercontinental title feud. I know. And like the, the kicker to this is they keep saying like, oh, Ali, can, can he finally get a win over Nakamura? He beat him two months ago. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then we got a recap of the Kevin Owens wrongful termination storyline. We got Shane talking to more lawyers backstage. My favorite bit about that video recap is they quite purposely cut out the SummerSlam match where Owens won. (laughs) Not the story you told. Completely removed it. That's why WWE's video editing department is the best. Oh, it's the best in the world. In the world. In the world. world. Uh, Reigns and Bryan versus the Bludgeon Brothers, although they're not called that anymore, was announced for Hell in a Cell, which I'm genuinely excited about. Mm, really yeah, can't really, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we got New Day versus the B Team, which the New Day won. I was going to say, this won't last long. <laughs> yep, it was just a filler match. Yeah. Nothing happened. Uh, and then Mandy and Sonya Deville were backstage. Mandy's on the front cover of Maxim Magazine. She was signing copies and handing them out to people. Yeah. It, was, it was quite fun stuff. Then Sonya Deville <laughs> has this really odd line where she said, we should be focused on our match. I'm like, well, why were you running after the 24-7 title then? If you want to be focused on the match you were having. Yeah, well, that's gold. <laughs> uh, well, uh, the best thing about this, really, though, was Otis, oh, Otis sliding into them DMs. Yeah. And he asked for a selfie from Mandy. What I loved here is Otis was still Otis in his delivery, but he was also, I'm going to be on my best behavior in character because I really fancy this person. Uh, and he put on like a sort of yeah. a nicer pronunciation. And then as soon as she walked away, was just like, oh, Ducky, oh, Ducky, the pictures. They started jacking off to all the magazines yeah, yeah. with, <laughs> with Tucker standing behind him, also being like, go on, man, yeah. stakes and weights. Very funny. Yeah. They're, they're, just, they're just insanely charismatic. And they are currently Smackdown Street Profits. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I almost wish they ran down the cards too, but it'd be, but with subtitles. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Otis going... <laughs> Subtitles, that's the actual script they were given. <laughs> They're just saying anything else. Uh, anyway, all this Maxim uh, cover star nonsense. I mean, if, if, if 
if you want a real cover star, you check out the WrestleTalk magazine folks and Chris Jericho being on the front cover. La Champion. Which he retweeted. I said tweeted, but he Instagrammed it. Yeah. And then he put that on Twitter. Sure, someone will call me out on it in the video later. And it was the Kabuki Warriors versus Fire and Desire. Can I give you a net positive from this? Kyrie Sane's really cute and her pirate hat fell off in her entrance and she went, oh, and she put it back on and then she went. I mean, in all fairness, Kyrie Sane, when she was chasing after the 24-7 title, she did have her telescope, like a little, not a telescope, yeah. that's a massive one, isn't it? But you had like a little, is it still a telescope? It is a telescope, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. She but had a collapsible that, one. Yeah, she had that while she was running after, which I thought was a very cute addition. Very sweet. Here is my net positive from this. The page management thing has been quietly dropped. You want to put another bet on? <laughs> no, she's I, busy. She's just not... I, I think she's still been, attached. There's been no mention of her for months now. Like, they had that one thing where they were like, she's injured and we wish her all the best. But she's never been mentioned since. So I wonder if it has been quietly dropped. Randy Adidas has got something to add. Uh, there's been some talk that she could be Renee Young's co-presenter uh, on the FS1 yeah. show. Which means it's quietly dropped. There's okay, just... I'm not. I'm, I'm rescinding that, <laughs> that bet. I'm not, I'm not betting four points. <laughs> so Although I, I, could, I could have evened myself out. I've got another net positive for this. Yeah. Even though this match meant nothing and it was just filler. I've written here. This match makes me sad. Um, but Mandy Rose got the the maxim. Uh, magazine with the front cover and she was holding it in front of Kyrie Sane's face. Kyrie went to kick it, missed it <laughs> yeah. and then did it again. Yeah. So she work kicked a magazine. Oh yeah. I love her. <laughs> she has now been on the main roster for half a year. Oh, and this God. is this is the total of that, that <clears throat> main roster call up. She was taken out of that Io Shirai feud for this. Yeah, worth it, I guess. Tommaso Ciampa got injured, not completely because he was called up, but we can't overlook the fact it might have contributed to it. Yep. Yeah. Uh, what what a good year for NXT call-ups it's been. It really has, yeah. Um, and also, it looks like Sonya was upset after the loss and was almost blaming Mandy Rose because she was the one that took the pin because she was so focused on the magazine. So we're picking up that storyline from last year when this team was splitting up, but then decided to keep them together because they were going to do the women's tag titles. I can't see that playing into anything. I mean, it's... It just, it was too subtle. Well, you know, it's the same way their, like, lesbian storyline has been dropped as well. That was quietly dropped. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, Asuka hot-tagged. She's really good. Sane's elbow on Mandy for the win. And then we got the four horsewomen match announcement for next week. Mm-hmm. And then the Shane McMahon stuff with Kevin Owens and the Becky Lynch thing. Pretty missable show a totally missable yeah yeah nice one USA Network <laughs> yeah. uh, overall I'd, I'd probably give it like a a high two out of five yeah I went for a low smack bang in the middle I, I initially insane. wrote smack downer and then I thought was that too harsh like it wasn't damaging in any way it was like nothing was overtly bad it was just there yeah. it did make me sad though like the, all the women's division stuff did make me very very sad yeah, yeah. great opening segment Everything else got progressively worthless. Yeah. And then at the end, actually quite rubbish. Uh, let's see what the su- 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 Super Chats thought, though, with Randy mm, Andy Datsun. Super, super, super Swafters. 
Tim Arndt says, since Sasha submitted Carmella, shouldn't she be the 24-7 champion? Also, it looked like Ali almost killed himself with that dive. The commentators did say that the rules were suspended. Uh, and they usually match. are in matches. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Uh, Tim Arndt again says, WWE logic. Chad Gable deserves to be mocked because he's short. Tune in next week to see Rey Mysterio go for the <laughs> Universal title. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're totally yeah, yeah. right there. Uh, Jesse Venable says, Luke, during yes, the fire alarm yesterday, was gold. Should we leave? Made me laugh so hard. Glad Wonder <laughs> Ollie was there to save the day. Hashtag suit, suit, superhero. Yeah, there was a point when, because I said, should we just do some uh, super chats? And then Raddy couldn't find any super chats that weren't shout outs. Yeah. <laughs> and then I was like, should we go? This has been going on for a while now. Yeah, well, you know, I had to save a lot of people. Oh, yeah. yeah. And also, a lot of people died. Mm. The choices you have to make in the heat of the moment. But it's okay, because there's a massive bowl of granola that's been put out uh, today, mm. sort of in remembrance of all those people. Mm. Uh, Minato Dono says, hashtag bring back ramble intros, hashtag flying Uso. Oh, yeah, the old segues and stuff, the little stings that we had. Yeah, I mean, those were when this was an edited show rather than a... Uh, a, a live stream it's one. a smackdown review my god i love it we got us a flying uso uh kj says a 205 live wrestler making short jokes oh the <laughs> irony <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah mike canellis used to have actually quite a, a big frame i know he had certain substance abuse issues back in those days but in ring of honor he he was one of those guys that you'd look at and go oh wwe would be interested in him He's completely changed his look. He's slimmed down. He's leaned up. Mm -hmm. And he doesn't actually look so much like an old school wrestler anymore, which was his one major appeal <laughs> in Ring of Honor in a company that was full of people who look like he, do he does now. Yeah. Which is an interesting trajectory. Canalelmapropobile uh, says, uh, Oh, man, I was getting... This super exciting Star Wars prequel vibe with Shane and KO battling in court. <laughs> now they've ruined it with their let's have a match nonsense. Shake my head. I am the courtroom. That's such a brilliant comparison. This is the Phantom Menace of feuds. It's Randy's favourite Star Wars movie. <laughs> is it? <laughs> I'm not sure I've ever said that. Um, Joseph Buyold says, what if Buddy Murphy beat Shinsuke for the Intercontinental title and faced AJ Styles at Survivor Series Match of the Year candidate? Hashtag love your time with the boys. Because no, I'd lose two uh, Wrestle League points in that. A lot of maybes in that. Yeah. Um, I, I hope they've got something for Buddy. I, I'm, I'm pinning a lot of hope on the draft. Yeah. Talking of that more sports-based approach that Fox reportedly want, you know, Buddy Murphy's style of wrestling feels a lot more realistic. Alistair Black mm. is in that mold as well, says Andrade. There's so many guys on SmackDown that have just been, yeah. They could give him a Christmas-themed match and make him Buddy the Elf. In October? No, 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 later on. Just later just, on. Yeah, just, just later build on, yeah. towards it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, forged by Gaming says, Stupid question. If music played every time you kicked open a door, what would play? <laughs> For me, it's Hallow Bodies by Bless the Thought. I don't know what that is. Mm. Huh. <sighs> you want something that's really punchy. Yeah. Start with a bang. Yeah. Um, so I, I would do uh, Bodies by Drowning Pool, but not like the intro bits. It's just when, like, when it goes, that's when they kick it. So yeah, you need a lead in. Boom, <laughs> floor. But actually, they replace it with door. <laughs> door. I can't think of a funny one off the top of my mm. head. I'm running through Taylor Swift songs, but I can't can't think any that would. Trouble when it. you walked in. 
I knew you <laughs> were trouble when you walked in. in. And then I opened the door. <laughs> hey! <laughs> Uh, Zach, I can't Linda with some useful advice. Add salt to water when boiling it to make pasta. Or I suppose when you're making pasta, <laughs> add salt to water. I don't think you just shove salt in water and, and it goes, pasta! pasta. Hey, <laughs> water into wine. Isn't that just like common knowledge? You're supposed to like oh, season no, pasta. So when I was at university, my best friend didn't season his food at all. He wouldn't put salt or pepper in any food. And so when he wasn't looking, I would run past his food and secretly throw salt and pepper into it. Because <laughs> I was so annoyed. Because he used to cook for me quite a lot. And I was like, I need, this needs to be seasoned, Tom. <laughs> He's not going to get fired in MasterChef. No, exactly. You if you don't season well in MasterChef, you're, not, you're going nowhere, mate. Yeah. And also put olive oil in the pasta afterwards to make mm. sure it doesn't stick. Mm. I learned that at the weekend. I'm a terrible cook. Yeah. Yeah, and you're, you're talking about seasoning. Bread like, yesterday. Oh, everyone does it. I'm like, <laughs> you, showed me a love, you showed me your lovely loaf. I would say baking's oh. different to cooking. But Baking's make, more scientific, which I like. Are you using cooking your, has a lot of improvisation? Are you using your palms scares. rather than your fingers to knead? Because fingers. I'm using my palms. Good, good, mm. good. Um, Josuen says, "Aska in the 24/7 breaks my heart," <laughs> and Charlotte just watching her tag partner submit without doing anything. So stupid. So so ridiculous. There is a character argument to it, but <laughs> as you pointed out, there is also a character argument <laughs> against it. Yeah. Uh, Matthew Shield says, if you had to give someone the last ride as a finisher, who would you give it to? I would say Braun Strowman. How? Um, well, like, if, if, if physics weren't a thing and gravity wasn't a problem. No, 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 as in you would give it to him, like he would take the move himself. Oh! Not like you would give the move to him. Uh, uh, yeah, no, okay, so it's, oh. it's you're passing the move on to yes. someone oh, as opposed be- to... You're God. doing. You're giving that because I heard that initially yeah. as who would I like to give that move to, and I was thinking like, well, the lightest person I could think yeah. of, I suppose. That's uh, people used to hate taking the last ride because you just you go up so I'm high surprised. and it's it's just such a huge back bump, awful move to take. You're higher than the top turnbuckle, and you also Edison at a time where Undertaker was refusing to take bumps as well. <laughs> <laughs> like, why have I got to take this horrible bump and he's not doing anything? Uh, so, but you're right, Braun Strowman. Would, that would be a cool finisher for him. I love the running power slam, though. Yeah, but, you know, you could have two. Braun Mm. needs a few more moves, to be honest. He's got the running into the post. (laughs) 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 So you don't don't know. Braun's a good answer. Cool. Um, Easy EHBK says, Thank you guys for your consistently consistent content. The podcast keep me going at work. Always down for a lovely time with the boys. Lovely time with the boys. Thank you very much. There's going to be so much more of it Mm. starting next week. Uh, Mundy says, Hello, mates. This is my 27th birthday, so I'm spending it at work and having a lovely time with the boys. Listening to you all. Keep up the good work. Feliz Navidad. Very nice. Thank you so Feliz much for watching. Never dead. And happy birthday. Timothy Jones says, Good morning, fellas. What's with the big WrestleMania angle with Mysterio I've been hearing about? Also, where the heck is Samoa Joe? I think they're holding off on Joe until after the draft. Yeah, I think there's like a lot of people, about. yeah. Uh, yeah, tell us, school us on this Ray stuff. Uh, which you can go and check out at WrestleTalk.com. You can. I, be- I, I just I, assumed you wrote the article. Louis wrote it. Um, <laughs> but uh, I think the idea is... I mean, I'm going to get in trouble for it. I think the idea is probably... <laughs> Something Dominic-based? That, yeah, yeah, so he'll face, probably face... I, I reckon it could be Dominic in a, like a retirement match or something like that. Retire yeah. Dominic? <laughs> Retire Dominic. <laughs> but it's about time, really. Um, You've seen his let's hair. Let's have a look. 
Uh, I don't think they're going to do anything. So this was Dave Meltzer speculating, basically. I don't think they're going to do anything with Dominic until WrestleMania season, probably. So yeah, it'll be a slow build. Oh, so it's just speculation on Meltzer's part then. Yeah, I know. But have you met Louis? (laughs) (laughs) And that's why I get in trouble for all of his articles. Uh, so yes, that is the uh, that is the, that story. Okay. Um, it's a and then. yeah, well, so where the heck is Samoa Joe? Did you answer that? Yeah, yeah. It's, I think he's just he's in a holding pan, like a lot of guys are. Uh, Ryan Kester says, "When I was younger, my buddies and I kept a set of gimmicks going through the wrestling games. Mine happened to be the Jester. So thank you for accidentally appealing to my nostalgia for my shout out." Yeah, the Jester, Ryan ah. Kester. I just did it because it rhymed. Uh, Mun- I'm quite bad at doing it, giving people names. <laughs> Mundy says, also, did you see the fancy booking match card I made for TLC Brock Lesnar versus Matt Riddle? I made and tagged y'all on Twitter. I have not, but we can have a look. Mm. Brock Lesnar versus Matt Riddle should happen mm. eventually. Yeah, it should do. And that should be like someone Lesnar puts over, because he could be the next top star. WWE. My, so my fantasy booking is Killian Dane wins tomorrow night uh, in the NXT match. And then Matt Riddle debuts on the Fox show after Brock wins the title. He comes out as the first challenger. Well, you should probably save it for the draft. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, it. Yeah. Well, they, I think there was a report that said there was going to be no NXT call-ups in the draft. Mm. But I'm, I'm thinking for the Premier show where you do it as like a really big mm. newsworthy deal. Bro. Bro. Um, Kingman says, who do you want on what show the most? One male, one female. Pledgehammer Anthony Brown. I want Strowman on SmackDown to finally win Da Big One on Brock. Oh, God. <laughs> I think I'm done Ten, with Brock. Tenth Brock time matches. lucky. Yeah. Um, it's difficult because I don't really know what Raw and SmackDown are at the moment. Well, I guess I've got more of a clue of what Raw is because of Paul Heyman. So, I'd you know, maybe Seth to SmackDown because he ne- I feel like he needs something to freshen him up. That's a good shout, yeah. And I'm, I'm going to go with Alistair Black to Raw. Yeah, when I think of like Paul Heyman, like making him the new Taz, um, yeah. So I'm going to say that women's side of things, Sarah Logan. So Sarah mm. Logan into an actual storyline would be be nice. Interesting, you say Alistair Black because that is part of our weekend video of uh, people who should move in the draft, which uh, Pete and I made. Mm. So go it's, and it's check. Good that video, mate. Out, yes. Well, it is. Uh, Jos Zuen says, ask uh, in the, we said that one earlier. Um, <laughs> Nikki is prettier than Mandy says, with the busier schedule coming up, I hope we still get to see you together. Yous are awesome, by the way. Is Charlotte the best booked character? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, you will see the same amount of us. Yeah. It's just it. We're going to be on Raw and on AEW and then Chopper and Laurie are going to be doing NXT, and then Chopper and Dave, Dave just, just Dave, Dave are yeah. going to be on SmackDown on Saturdays. Mm. And I'll be here when people are ill or on holiday. <laughs> yeah. uh, Sparks says, didn't they say they want to keep couples on the same roster? If so, I can't see Becky going to SmackDown without Rollins, despite the rumours. That's a good point. Unless Seth goes as well. Especially now that they're engaged. That is pretty bad for them to split, split them up. But maybe they will be a couple that won't rock the boat um, being unhappy about it because they're quite company people hmm. it, it might change as well now that Smackdown's on Friday because it sort of will change the schedule and yeah, not, totally. not mix them up too much um, also thank you for saying schedule you're welcome <laughs> huh? uh, Piotr says can we please start referring to the mandible claw as the fiend finishing in his opponent's mouth 
<laughs> well, I've been saying finger him. Yeah. But uh, I, that's also good. Um, Amro says, take a cost fiend to Hell in a Cell to set up a match at SummerSlam. Uh, Survivor Series, yes. do you well, mean? Yeah. SS? Uh, I see SS. It could be lots of things. I see Saucy the sausages. Nazi secret uh, <laughs> police. Yeah. yeah. Um, as I've said before, we said this in yesterday's show, every idea other than Fiend wins um, appears to be... It's just, it's just not working but for me. But Fiend should face Undertaker at Survivor Series and yeah. beat him. Yeah. And then he should face John Cena at WrestleMania and beat him too. Mm-hmm. Um, Easy EHBK again says me and my buddies are huge wrestling fans but we're also huge college football fans and are from Athens Georgia can I get a go dogs I guess that's their must be their, their team nickname is it team. dogs in D-A-W-G-S S, yeah go dogs I hope so we have no, I don't know there's a place called Athens in Georgia. I hope we haven't upset other people. Mm. Who are like, you know, from other teams. Other teams. Other Florida Gators teams. Mm, yeah. Mm. All of them. Snap, snap. Uh, Dorian it's McCann. Washington, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Howdy, y'all. Loving the show all the way from Texas, USA. Also near Washington. Thanks yeah, yeah. for watching. Thank you yeah. very much. Uh, Sabrina says, please hire me, Wrestle Talk. I applied to be a writer. I am currently on my way through the writing application I, there are a lot of them yes um, and uh, we haven't got space for everyone but I, I haven't actually seen your one yet Sabrina so you have still mu- very much within, within with a chance um, got to be in it it Rasta says there's the rolling up King Rastar <laughs> says Drew was reported out with some kind of illness yes that's what we said yeah yeah there was like he couldn't walk one day oh god um, yeah it was, like, wasn't it just before, just before his ricochet match yeah King of the Ring match he just ate a haggis and went I'm gonna, yeah, I'm and gonna apparently he's like he, he could barely walk after he you know, just like he barely walk out for his King of the Ring match oh wow um, that was a good match as well mm-hmm. Kevin says Brian turning heel and the KO beating Vince segment were amazing moments I suppose this was uh... yeah the KO headbutt to ah, Vince yeah, yeah wow open. yeah I mean it was it was a shocking moment I think you know shouldn't have happened mm. with, with with all the potential dangers there what was the other moment sorry uh, D- Daniel Bryan's return Daniel Bryan yeah, turning no, heel Brian turning heel oh Brian turning heel yeah but that was, was I didn't I didn't fully love it. It was muddied by Survivor Series, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, Jake C says best SmackDown moment was the Usos refusing to fight New Day so Kofi could go for the heavyweight championship against Daniel Bryan. That was nice. Yeah, yeah, that, that was, was really cool. In their series of gauntlet matches that SmackDown went through, <laughs> hey, that worked well once. Let's do it four more times. They had so many gauntlet matches. I think you can call that a gauntlet era. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Peter Mullen says rare sincerity thanks for being awesome guys and filling some hard days I've been off work long term with disability related complications finally better and looking for work again I'm a new pledge hammer oh, oh that's, that's great wonderful to hear. news Peter good to hear my friend absolutely yeah. good luck with the job hunt thank you Ronce Regen says my terrible pitch for the day Chad hmm. Gable turns heel and starts peeking on Rey Mysterio for being short <laughs> <laughs> I like that a lot. <laughs> yes. Who else can he go for? The could women. Could have put a 205 live and be the tallest person yeah. there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, I like that a lot. Fritz, uh, 21 TFK 777 says, loved Brian's natural journey to heel and back to face over the last year. Feels like he has been in one continuous story. He's definitely been on one continuous character. However, there's been long stretches where... All that stuff's been dropped, be it through plans being changed, 
special announcements just being completely scrapped. Or him potentially being injured, whatever that was after WrestleMania, where he, he, he was meant to go in a feud with Kofi still. Yeah, yeah. But then they had to hot shot into Kevin Owens. Because, Turn him heel again, yeah. Yeah, because Brian seemed to, well, speculatively, seemed to had a knock on the head. And with his history of concussions, that's something very concerning. Mm. Uh, so I don't think, well, like, like everything in WWE, his heel run was used to even close to its full potential. Mm. Helps that he's so wonderful at whatever he does. Uh, T Green, thank you for your donation. Kevin says, Carmella and Bailey were friends in NXT like 15 years ago. <laughs> oh, oh that show that's definitely part of main roster continuity. Mm. Uh, Dina Sisse says, Carmella and Bailey were best friends in NXT. They were known as Baymella. Of course they were. On TV? In NXT. No, 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 but on NXT TV is what I'm saying. Or is that just a backstage thing? I don't know. I started watching in about 2016. When I was watching, I don't remember Carmella being involved. Because she was part of... She came in uh, with Enzo and Cash. She was their hairdresser. (laughs) And she was Cass's cousin or something. Or it was one of their... Or a cousin or someone they knew. Dating off screen. (laughs) Yeah, it was something weird like that. I don't remember Bay Mella being a thing on TV. Might have happened. I don't recall it at all, though. Uh, Alex Jordan says, Save Ember Moon from the grave. They're... Digging her or burying her, possibly. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah, yeah. it's such a shame because she's like her and Asuka could could be that they they built the four horsewomen. They're, they're like legit women's division draws now. But then that next tier that are coming up, which is Asuka and Ember Moon, they were the next NXT class. Really, they've done nothing with. It's a real shame. Remember, uh, uh, Asuka tapped out Becky Lynch clean at the Royal Rumble this year. That was this year? That was nine months ago. And she's not, Asuka's not that young anymore. She's like late, late 30s now. So she's oh my like, God, she's ancient. She hasn't got, no, but what I'm saying is she hasn't, probably hasn't got that many years left in her, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, Andrew Briggs says, how I could... That. Mm, I don't know, I, don't know. I, 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 I disagree with that one. Ric Flair was wrestling until he was like 102. Yeah, but it's a different style there. AJ Styles is 42 now and he's mm. saying he's got two years left. Ric Flair Robert, matches Robert towards the end were a few chops, one backdrop and a figure four leg lock. Tell that to that Mick Foley hardcore match you had in TNA, mate. Mm. Don't think we should. Don't think we should put Mick Foley as the the, the prime example <laughs> of wrestlers carrying on wrestling. Uh, Andrew Briggs says, "How cool would it be to have Jericho to imitate Mandy Rose from last night, but with the Wrestle Talk magazine on the first show?" Oh of yeah. AW. yeah. <laughs> I I don't know what I'd do. Dixon yeah. would would probably explode. Someone um, uh, replied to Jericho's tweet of it with yeah. the gif of all of us just. Doing the CM Punk marketing yeah, yeah. thing. It was very funny. Uh, Jasmine Howard says, Naomi wants her gimmick back, Ali. <laughs> yeah. Enough. Where is Naomi? Is she injured? Maybe she's being kept off because of the Usos thing? Because she's married to Jimmy? Yeah. Uh, Mike- it's always good to punish people by association. Residual heat. Yeah. I'm going to have to space out his name. Mike Hunt says, <laughs> Hey guys, do you think it. If the Broken Universe could have worked if started in WWE and was given the same treatment as The Fiend? Uh, ooh, no. I think the Broken Universe would have been more akin to what the 24-7 segments are, where it's it can cross over, but it is kind of a pocket universe at the same time. Yeah, it's a bit too wacky. Yeah. It was, it's too wacky to be main events. But that's not to say it wouldn't have worked. Uh, you know, as Matt Hardy somehow proved, it... It was, and I hated it when it first started. But it was a legit draw for impact. Mm. Um, 
Garrett Lippy says, Randy is my favourite because he likes my name. Well, to be fair, Garrett Lippy is a wonderful name. <laughs> uh, King CJ says, how will WWE build The Fiend after Hell in a Cell? I mean, the building's probably done then. Mm. You know, that's that's the, the hard part. He's yeah. the universal champion, hopefully. He's the top star on Raw, presumably. You just keep it going from there. Exactly. And I he- think Undertaker feud at Survivor Series... John Cena match at Wrestlemania like it uh, Kane the Great Black says just like yesterday Chopper and I don't know what that little sign means is something than Randy I, I really can't tell is it greater than oh it can't be that that would be, that'd be <laughs> weird Ben Green is it greater than and including because that's got the line underneath the arrow uh, no it's it's pointing towards me so I imagine it's Chopper is <laughs> walk, is going towards Andy I see yeah. Uh, ben Greenwood says, "How would you book Alistair Black after the draft?" He wins, matches. He gets he gets into a storyline. Yeah, yeah, because I don't think squash matches is the way to no, go now. It's really not. We're past that point. Just comes out. Someone's running their mouth. Uh, AJ, AJ's, AJ's running his mouth. Black, black walks down. Just a black mass, 30-second win. AJ doesn't lose anything because he can sort of say, I wasn't ready, I wasn't ready. Yeah. Uh, and black looks amazing. And then you just have that feud go forward. Or you do my John Cena idea that I had for my fantasy book in Warfare. Uh, King Rasta says, KO versus Shane for the souls. <laughs> you see, I need your soul, Shane. Rey Mysterio said that he carries Eddie Guerrero's soul with him wherever he goes yesterday and I thought of you Luke oh thanks mate no souls <laughs> uh, Brian Moore says I think I'll do a new thing weekly on a random ramble I'll say a ram- random wrestling fact uh, did you know that Seth Rollins is a four time world champion but has never lost in a scheduled title defence oh so a match that he knows that's going to happen before time so how's he lost he lost to Dean Ambrose with a uh, money, in the, money bank. in the bank he lost it because he was injured yep uh, he lost the Universal title first time round to Brock Lesnar when he cashed in. Yeah. And what was the other title loss? Well, that... that oh, no, he, is, he said he's a four-time champion, right? Mm. That'd be the four-time. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. so that implies he's very good at str- strategizing for opponents. Yes. And, and defenses because he's the architect. Or it's a bit like that TNA thing where Christian was a two-time heavyweight champion but had never been pinned and submitted. Mm. Uh, Jobber JJ says, been the best three years of my life. Some mu- so much has changed. I still have my goal of working with you one day. Thank you so much. Smiley face, smiley face, smiley face. Oh, thank, thank you, you. Jobber JJ. Good dude. Uh, Michael Dominguez says, when I visit the UK, I can stop by and make y'all Mexican. I'm not. Sh- I don't mm. think he means he's going to make us all Mexican. I think he means food. Oh, Good. Oh, That's like one that. of my top ever cuisines. I think it's my number. Mm. Oh, curry. Turkish food. Mm. Pizza, yeah, Mexican, probably good, number yeah. three. Yeah, I think pizza's it's, a, its own cuisine. I think it's my me. top toes. Yeah, curry, pizza. Mm. No, no, curry, Mexican, then pizza. Mm. Swedish. Uh, it's just salmon on open sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> Meatballs. Um, on open sandwiches. Abram Penner says Keith Lee versus Brock Lesnar. Yeah. Uh, f- Keith Lee versus anyone. Pretty much. Uh, ben Greenwood says, worried about how much fingering and fisting Ollie's doing. I'm just saying what's going on with the wrestling scene right yeah, now. Totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ryan Kester says, if Alistair Black moves to Raw, that would also bring Zelina Vega, Andrade, and Charlotte Flair to keep couples and acts together. Are you still <laughs> in favour? 
Are they are they a faction now. Yeah. They're a backstage <laughs> faction, double dating all the time. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. There's no reason why not. There's no, yeah, exactly. There's no reason why like Charlotte being on Raw isn't going to like make Raw worse. They're not, not going to take Charlotte off SmackDown. No, exactly. The Zornis says, nice coloured shirt, Andy, very becoming. Love Wrestle Talk. It was actually my last t shirt in my drawer this morning, so I just put it on. It's what is the it? Grizzled Young Veterans. Grizzled uh, Young yeah, Veterans yeah. from Wrestle Crate a few months, months ago. <laughs> um, Dorian McCann says, I've heard a lot of m- comparisons between The Miz and MJF. Thoughts? Yeah, I did both very good promos. Both do kind of look a bit alike similar body the, shapes the, the and it's and the stuff. I'm better than you gimmick basically which is Miz is when I, he was the A-lister and MJF is because yeah he's the sort of rich preppy kid also I, I haven't really seen MJF wrestle a bunch but compared to the other wrestlers they have on the roster like in ring he's average mm. c- you know compared to the, the, the amazing likes of other people in their mid card but uh, and and that's always been Miz's thing. Like he's always been a promo guy, way beyond yeah. his wrestling ability. But I don't, that maybe MJF has to grow into that, or he is a very good wrestler, but doesn't show it because he's a heel. And he's also uh, one of my favorite interviews I've ever done. And I've interviewed, you know, a fair number of people throughout my like the, over the last ten years or so. MJF is like one of the best people I've ever interviewed. It was so much fun. Uh, this one's probably for you, Luke. Uh, love you guys. Any fantasy football tips for this week? Oh, because I'm currently, uh, well, I'm third mm. in our uh, overall I've literally league. given up. I've been doing so badly because I've been trying to be clever and sucking I was going to so say, hard. Randy's like right at the bottom of the league, despite the fact he is captain football. But I have got the best team name. What's yours, Ken? Rude Van Nippeljoy after the uh, Rude Van Nesselroy. Mm. Mm. I've just gone with the same fantasy football name yeah. I've been using since the early 90s. Obi-Wan Kenobi Obi- nil. Obi-Wan Kenobi nil. Uh, mine was always Dagobah FC. Nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, um, right, right, yeah so here, here are the fantasy football tips. And this is how I am currently third in the WrestleTalk League, and I'm third in my family's league as well. In fact, actually, the top three are the people that know... Actually, no, it's me and my mum who know the least, and then my um, cousin's daughter, who knows quite a lot. Um, it's basically just sort by most picked. And that's it, because I don't know. I couldn't name you who's on my team at all. Money ball it. But as soon as someone gets injured, I just take that person, go to it, most selected, who can I afford, but that person there, as long as they're highly picked, then... At least you're actually checking it, though, because I just don't check it, and then I, and then I look and go, with the excuses. Oh. <laughs> no, 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 I'm, I'm not. I've, I'm terrible. I, uh, actually, I should be doing better, because my brother told me in, like, week three or four that I didn't realise that the app automatically picks your captain and vice-captain. Mm. So it was. It just picked people who weren't scoring any points for me. It was like you put on the people that are scoring loads of points. It's like oh, yeah, double points. Yeah. yeah. So I actually should be doing way better. Uh, my tip is uh, Tammy Abraham from Chelsea. He's doing very well at the moment. And they're playing Brighton, so it should be an easy win. But you're uh, also like bottom of the league. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I've, he's not in my team either. Um, I, thought you, I thought you weren't checking it, Randy. No, I know. I, I thought you'd given up, mate. I know who's in my team. <laughs> I know who footballers are. It's very inconsistent. Wesley Randy. Kirby says, do you think they will have Ray beat Seth to get the title off him and The Fiend can beat Rollins clean? No, 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 no. No, because if it's, yeah. I'd, I'd, I, would be, I would think it would be a stupid thing to do to take the title off of Rollins at this point. I think Ray's in there because it's another legend for The Fiend to attack in the match and it makes him look even stronger going into Hell in a Cell. And I've just thought of it. There's a lot of fun mask-based stuff you can do in the Firefly Funhouse segment that night, I imagine. Mm. Don't trust people who are behind masks, Seth. Yeah. You don't know what their true intentions are. Like it. Mm. 
And lastly, Monday with some very wholesome guilt tripping. I just retweeted the match card I made and tagged the three of you. I would love to hear your life thoughts about it for my birthday if you can take a look. Oh, he's chucked in the birthday next card. Oh, no. Yes, indeed. Um, but it's just, uh, it's a picture of, oh, is there a thread? I see there's a, no, it's just one picture. It's just uh, Brock versus Riddle. Yeah, it's a great idea. Yeah. We, we already said that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, there yeah, you go. There you Those go. are our live reactions. Thank you Thank very, you very much. much, everyone, for joining us. This is a message that comes in from Jesse. Um, he said he's not sure if he needs to patron to send this, but I thought I would read this out anyway because it's a perplexing uh, little, perhaps, uh, a, a positing of an idea. A conundrum. A conundrum. Well, it, because we talked recently about how it is ridic- uh, ridiculous that WWE do not pay for travel. Mm. Um, because Bailey said that stupid thing in an email. I was like, well, sometimes there's 30 people. How do, you, how do you get all of those to a show? And we came up with a very simple suggestion, a bus. Yeah. Or several buses. Yeah. You literally have production trucks. Like, you drive across the town all the time. But Jesse emails in to say, Vince McMahon probably doesn't want superstars riding on a bus. Vince is probably one of the most paranoid people in the world, and if something happens to that bus, if it breaks down or it gets into an accident, that's all your superstars missing for the show. Just food for thought. Huh. Yeah, I guess you are putting all of your talent in one place. What a weird stance to take, though, because... (laughs) It's, imagine that you put, in a, you put them all on the same plane. Yeah, imagine that in a board meeting. Okay, <laughs> we 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 cannot have the wrestlers traveling in one big group. We need to split them off. So if there's a car accident, only four die. <laughs> We're minimizing our losses. It's in the company. That's an best case scenario. It's just Bailey. I don't think that's the case. Also, while there have been you know quite a few big pop culture and sports style. Related accidents, you know, like Buddy Holly and the Manchester United team in mm-hmm. the 70s, I want to say. I believe so, yeah. Uh, where entire teams were pretty much wiped out. Leonard Skinner. Leonard Skinner. Oh, I keep, sorry, that's in the... If I hear Leonard Skinner, I just say that Leonard Skinner of the Lonely Island I'm Not Gay song. <laughs> yeah. I'm not gay, not, 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 not gay, Leonard Skinner. <laughs> sorry. Uh, that's, that was like such a Pavlovian response yeah. that I had to do it. Uh, what were we talking about? Talking about yes. the, yeah, plane crashes. Uh, so, yeah, I just don't think that would enter Vince's head. No, nothing like that's ever really happened to wrestling. Let's not say it can't, though. And that would be awful. Uh, but they do European tours on buses. But funnily enough, that's usually where all the juicy gossip comes from. Yeah. Because all those wrestlers, those big egos, are stuck on a coach together, going from town to town to town for two weeks all across Europe. And sometimes you've got a Sin Cara on board. Sometimes Sin Cara just won't <laughs> stop making noises. Sometimes Big Cass is going to kick down the, <laughs> toilet the, the, door. the toilet door. Which is, like, hilarious for me to learn about. When Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens were sent home. Do you remember that? Yeah. I always look forward to that, that thing they did with the New Day where they just finished the match early and just yeah. walked away. Yeah. I love... November European tour because April European tour or May European tour everyone's well behaved Wrestlemania you know you probably got a little paycheck everyone's pissed off by November <laughs> and it all seems like the, whenever they come over to the UK there's always some fun stupid stories hasn't let me down every year I wonder if that's because by that point they've re- like people have realised if they're not going to get on the show if they're not going to get onto the Wrestlemania show so they're like why am I even bothering like, why am I even yeah. bothering to get to this show? 
But it's also traditionally the period where WWE just gives up writing engaging oh, stories. Dear, it does, yeah. Might change this year because of AEW. But the September through to January stint is very low effort. Oh, yeah. So maybe the, the wrestlers are just a bit annoyed that they're so creatively stifled. I don't know. But no, I, d I don't think that factors into their thinking at all. No. I, I think it's uh, just cheap mm. yeah yeah um and this email comes from callum again uh referring to the modern day insults topic of conversation he says uh hey luke ollie and the rest of the gang i feel like the school insults are still very similar to when you were at school calling each other gay is still very extremely common in schools uh, but people don't say it to those who are actually homosexuals at least not the ones they're aware of. Uh, in my school, I left a couple of years ago, students are still horrible to each other, but in a good way, like Ollie said. But <laughs> the main insult nowadays, apart from gay, is mainly people calling each other nonces, as we had in the previous no email, kidding. and pussies. Right, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you'll be glad to hear that your mum jokes are still as popular as anything. Um, Anti-Semitic jokes are thrown around and people calling racist terms, despite the fact they aren't even part of that race. Hope this helps you understand the modern day school insults more. Thank you uh, for the unreal content. Love you guys. That's from Callum. P.S. Screw you, piece of crap, you Blake Ham. Yes. Uh, weren't we ever going to get to Blake Ham's email? Oh, we did that on the uh, the magazine show. Oh, um, what? What was it? Well, he made it? me feel bad because he sent in pictures of his beautiful oh, child. Oh, yeah, you did show me that, actually. Yeah. I was on that. No, 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 but then on the magazine show, we read out the email that I've mm. been dodging reading for a little while. Um, basically, he got some haircuts that um, his wife didn't like. He, basically, he got the Buddy Murphy haircuts. Um, it looked amazing. Well, that's it. And I bet you it looked amazing as Ugh. well. And he thought it looked amazing. But he got it because he was going in for job interviews. And then his wife was like, that's not a professional haircut. So he had to get it all cut off. Oh, luscious head of hair. Indeed. Although, speaking of which... Um, you big nonce. <laughs> Blake um, did send an email in. Uh, he sent in a Rusev hay. Uh, he said, this is one of those disappointing Rusev hays where your idol becomes your Are rival. Are for time? I'm pretty sure oh, we, is, we, we dropped this. Uh, before I get into this Rusev hay, the 80% fact about myself is that I'm a purple belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu. I would believe that. Or actually, no, is it is it false because he's actually the founder of Jiu-Jitsu? There it is. Yeah. It was a dark and stormy night, and I was on uh, my one and only trip to the UK. Not going back after this experience. I wandered into a local pub looking to grab a pint when I noticed a hooded man stuffing his pants with spoons all throughout the bar. <laughs> the man was belligerently drunk, and when holding a normal conversation, his voice was at a consistent yell. I recognized him immediately, as I've been a fan for years. An extrovert myself, I didn't, uh, didn't hesitate to introduce myself. Cool. The man then yelled in, in my face, shut up, you piece of crap, and proceeded to throw up all over the pub. That man uh, was none other than right. Ollie Davis. I get it. <clears throat> it's a made-up one. This experience ruined the UK for me, so I may never go back again. Uh, love the king of the Swaff Nation. I, uh, you know what? I was thinking, <coughs> well, that's odd that he was collecting spoons. I used to have a spoon gimmick. Yeah. Oh, well. Oh, well. Very funny, Blake Ham. But we'll end Keep this. sending in thrilling emails like that one. <laughs> And we'll end uh, with this, which is actually a Rusev hey, but it's actually a sort of, so it's a Rusev maybe. Um, hello, Ollie, <laughs> Luke. A lamer version of an already quite lame idea. Yeah. Hello, Luke, Ollie, yada, 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 so Calval, how you doing? Uh, <laughs> I guess you could call this a Rusev hey. It isn't a wrestler, but it's a man who is the namesake of one of the more popular wrestling moves. I was attending a physical education conference. Not really a proper thing, is it? Um, and they started a promo video for the keynote speaker. Not where you'd expect... A, um 
and not where you'd expect at a PC conference. It was showing the history of the high jump, showing people jumping forward sideways and scissor kicking their way onto what looked like sawdust. Eventually, they show a tall, gangly college kid going over the bar belly up. It was the first time Dick Fosbury uh, did the now famous Fosbury flop and high jump was changed forever. Afterwards, there was a meet and greet and a short lesson on teaching high jump. He's one of the nicest people you will uh, ever meet and is still coaching kids now to high jump. So this is a sort of Rusev, hey, because wrestlers are performing the Fosbury flops as an over-the-top rope move. Pixar, it didn't happen. I'm the younger one. Um, and that is a picture of Paul with Dick Fosbury. Would you look at that? Yeah, completely changed the high jump game. Mm. Everyone said, what are you doing? That's ridiculous. And then he broke all the world records at the Olympics. This was in like the 60s, I want to say, maybe 50s. He says, uh, Paul Robinson from Washington State, bracket, which is near Washington. Uh, Randy had his hand up for uh, quite a while. That is your microphone on, Randy? Always. Uh, just one thing uh, on the high jump thing. Have you ever seen one-legged high jump for the uh, Paralympics? Because it is generally the most impressive thing I've ever seen. They generally hop up and jump like almost two meters forwards just on one leg. I urge anyone, urge anyone who wants to see something amazing to go and see that. Recommendations. Well, it's about time we had those on this show. Um, and lastly, we'll have a joke here from James Dillon, uh, who says, what happens when you eat al- um, aluminium foil? The name. You sheet metal. <laughs> <laughs> I nearly said aluminum then. Yeah. Terrible. Anyway, thank you very much uh, for listening. Um, we will be back tomorrow with the NXT review. It'll be myself and Laurie for the very last time because I'll be doing AEW Dynamite from then on. But uh, yeah, take care. I love you. Goodbye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. 
Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.